0: Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin athletics, including
1: news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much
2: more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything
0: Bruins sports: Yao Bonzu and Tyler Brown. Gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu. Today we have a notable slate of late season games to cover this week, which includes everything from playoff games to games for playoff positioning. Baldwin teams are fighting more than ever to place their names among the list of Nassau County champions. We have three featured athletes this week, all hailing from Girls Varsity Field Hockey. They are Diana Amir, Alexa Stegmuller, and Abby Wong. The famous trio sat down with me to converse about what field hockey means to them, their over 30-year-old traditions, Coach Hoover, and much more. They even stuck around a little longer to play a little game, which you will catch later in the show. And on top of that, we have decided to integrate both intramural Night and sports night into the show that begins on this episode with intramural night aerobics captain lexi lunda in the studio to talk about intramural night her experiences as captain what's to come in sports night and much more our featured game of the week will take us to boys varsity football senior day which was an encounter with westbury high school all that is jam-packed into an eighth episode of the Bolden and bruin sports podcast which is shaping out to be one of the best episodes yet but before we get into all the action, you guys know what we have to do first. I will give you guys your rundown of all the recap of scores from the past week at Bruins Athletics. We begin with Girls Soccer, who played two games this week, both being in the playoffs. In the first round, they knocked off East Meadow 1-0, with a game-winning goal coming from Stephanie Hernandez. But in the semi-final game at Cold Spring Harbor, Baldwin would fall to Syossid, thus ending their fall season. Girls Volleyball fell to Massapequa, but they would also clinch the 3rd seed as they move into the postseason. In what was their senior day game, the Bruins football team would punch their ticket to the playoffs with a 13-0 win against Westbury. Trey Parkin had two touchdowns on the day, one of them coming on the ground and the other coming through the air off a pass from Ronnie Marchese Solano. Lastly, Girls Varsity Field Hockey had two playoff games this week, one ending in a 3-2 double overtime win against Port Washington, and the other, sadly ending in a loss in the Nassau County Championship yesterday. It was a 2-0 loss against Massapequa. Now we shift gears to Tyler, who will give you guys your featured
2: game of the week analysis. Tyler, take it away. Our featured game this week will take us to Boys Varsity Football's 13-0 win against Westbury. This game was the last regular season game for this varsity squad and because it was their last game at home, it was senior day. This game was extremely important for the Bruins because it was a must win if they wanted to advance to the playoffs. This win slipped them into the eighth seed and now they have a chance to go all the way. Now to start the actual analysis of this game. If you were watching this game, there were two things you would have noticed. The high use of running plays and the outstanding defense that Bruins played. I enjoyed watching this game because it was fun but I didn't like the lack of passing plays that took place, but I can't really say too much because running the ball was clearly working with long runs from Andrew Dakota and a rushing touchdown from Trey Parkin in the first quarter. Now let's talk about the side of the game that I personally enjoyed the most, defense. The defense was top tier straight out the gate, we made Westbury really work for their offense to play out, and you could see the defensive efforts from everybody with multiple fumbles, multiple tackles, sacks, all of it, and my personal favorites to watch was Kenny Ojakiri and Keon Wingate. Early in the game I really enjoyed watching Kenny take on bigger players and sitting them down with tackles, but later in the second half, I believe that Keon really took initiative on defense and his celebrations were almost as good as his plays. But on a serious note, I really did enjoy the fact that he expressed himself by celebrating after every sack or tackle he did. He played aggressive, and even when bigger players were coming at him, he stood his ground and played his part on defense. And I heard from a little birdie that Keon might be one of the strongest players on the team, so he's definitely somebody to watch out for. There really wasn't too much to say about this game. The Bruins really showed their true colors and put all they had on the field against Westbury because they knew it was a win-to-go-home game. The one knock I could put on the Bruins is the offensive line. There was a couple of passing plays, not as many as rushing plays, obviously, but there were a couple passing plays where the quarterback, Ronnie or Joey, really struggled to have enough time to make a play because their defensive line was coming at them way too fast. But other than that, I really enjoyed watching this game despite the fact that it was unbearably cold. If you were at the game, you know how cold it was. This was a great win for the Bruins, 13-0, and they will advance to the playoffs, and that is the end of this game analysis.
0: Thank you Tyler for that game analysis and for those of you who went to the game I don't know if you guys noticed but Westbury ran a lot of empty backfield sets and for those who don't know what that means it means that they ran a lot of plays without a running back in the backfield and with that the Bruins could be thrown off a little with the four or five receiver sets but they weren't and they got pressure on the quarterback when that was the case and then on the flip side for Baldwin they ran a lot of sets where they would have Trey or Andrew and the, actually they would have Trey in the backfield and then Andrew would attempt to run the jet sweep, meaning that he would start off outside, and then he would run in front of the quarterback, and then he would take the handoff and try to run it in for the touchdown. Those are some things I noticed formation-wise. It was very interesting to me because I've never seen Baldwin run a jet sweep this season, but then again, I have missed some games. That's my fault. But yeah, there was a solid win by Baldwin. Congrats to the team on making the playoffs, and I expect you guys to fight like dogs on Saturday. Enough of the football talk though, now we are ready to go into our featured athletes of the week interview. Yes, instead of having one athlete on the show for an interview, we have three at the same time. It takes us to Girls Varsity Field Hockey's captains, Diana Mir, Alexa Stegmuller, and Abby Wong. They sit down to me to talk everything field hockey, their traditions, the coach, and what they'll miss about playing field hockey. And then they stuck around for a bit more time to play a little game with me. All right, and I am enjoyed by our first roundtable interview of the show. We have Abby Wong, Alexa Stegmullin, Diana Mir on the show, all from Varsity Field Hockey, all of them are captains. How are you guys today?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you you guys for being on the show. I'm great. Yeah. I'm even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first and foremost, you guys did have a playoff game last Tuesday against Fort Washington, which was a 3-2 double overtime win. Congrats on that. A game-winning goal was scored by Dana Elcock. Yeah. Can you guys describe for me how it felt to advance to your third Nassau County championship of your high school career?
3: Um. So for me... I experienced everything in like slow motion at the end of the game. It was like when Tess passed the ball to Dana, it was literally like it was all happening in slow motion. I couldn't believe it. I wouldn't put it past Dana to get it in and win it for the team, but I'm just really happy that it ended in our favor.
0: But before that, of course, you guys did have a down year. There's no doubt about that. However, with your current playoff format, it did give you guys a chance to compete for a championship. And what you guys are right now. What were your key struggles during the season, and how do you overcome? And how did you overcome them to get to the point you are right now?
1: Um, during our whole season, we had a constant problem of communication, but we quickly learned how to fix that. So during practice, we would practice calling each other's names and calling different plays so we all knew where the ball
4: was going
0: as the captains is that something you guys led in practice
4: yes hoover is very um like strict on talking if we're not talking he wants to like enforce it right away so that's all of what our practice is about
0: and when you guys have these moments of adversity it's obviously a huge issue but since you guys advanced to another Nassau County Championship after going to two during your high school career, have you guys felt the pressure of having to keep up that winning status with field hockey?
1: Yeah, I would say it's a lot of pressure. We won the county championship um, my freshman year and we wanted to uphold that, you know, reputation. Mm -hmm. So it is a big... (laughs) I don't know, what's the word?
3: responsibility yeah
1: yeah to kind of like
3: uphold that like baldwin field hockey like winning nature like abby said we won our freshman year and then our sophomore year um we, we got to, to the county championship yeah. but we lost and then we actually didn't get there our junior year and i guess that kind of like set the tone like we wanted it like our senior year like we wanted to relive how the seniors felt their senior year, like when we were freshmen, and we just wanted to win it for our team our
4: last year.
0: Were there any doubts that you guys were gonna like not live up to the standard that the past seniors did?
4: Um, we started working in July, the beginning of the season. We knew we were going to the county championships. <laughs> we ran, we worked in the summer in the heat. We knew we were gonna get there, There's no <laughs> doubts.
0: And speaking of that, as I said before, you guys are the captains. Can each of you describe the hard work and energy that goes into leading the team throughout the season?
3: Well, if you know field hockey, we do a lot of running. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. Um, know. know. (laughs) Well, it starts with just having that sense of, like, whatever the coaches give us, we're going to do, like, 105%. If they tell us to run for 35 minutes, we're going to run for 35 minutes because we know it's going to pay off in the end, and we know, like, we're working for something. It's not just running for no reason or doing stuff for no reason. We know, like, where we want to be at the end of the season.
0: But I'm running, I'm running, t- it, does it get too much at a point where you guys are just like, I can't take it, it anymore? Or? It
1: does get too much. <laughs> but we're all there for each other. We're all yeah. close friends. Yeah. We're, we're a close team. So we're always there supporting each other.
0: That's the I know during Hell Week for Soccer, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Every, every day, we had to run two miles and try to get it in in like, under 12 minutes. I, all I did was complain. All I did was complain. But luckily, the coaches didn't hear it, so they didn't cut me. So.
2: <laughs> but...
0: single. Um, more specifically, going into your stats, Diana, you specifically had the most production out of the three of you. You had three goals and one assist on the year. What has the, de- what has the team done to contribute to your scoring and playmaking outbursts throughout the season?
4: Um, I feel like, especially with this team, no one here is selfish. Like, mm-hmm. no one's a ball hog. We all want to help each other. Like, a goal's a goal. It doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. if it's a freshman, a senior. We all want to score, and it just so happened
2: it hit my stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
4: Tess Ferguson, She, I think she leads the team in assists, mm-hmm. and it's her that's like hitting it towards the goal, and it just so happens to be me, who's mm-hmm. my stick it there. It.
0: <laughs> Well, I also had three goals this season, and oh, for soccer, crazy. so I mean, I'm not trying sure to brag or anything. <laughs> maybe, so. I'm just saying, can you, can you describe to me how it feels every time the ball goes into the back of the net for you?
4: Like Coach Steele says, it's the, the little clink at the back. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah. satisfying because, you know, you just ran up and down, up and down for that one moment. And, like, you pick up the ball, you run back, your whole team's cheering for Aww. you. It's a good moment.
0: Well, that's, that's the spirit, honestly. But going back to the team now, Abby was telling me earlier, you guys have a tradition of wearing hair ribbons and blue and gold tape on your sticks during every game. Can you guys yes. explain to me where that everlasting tradition originated from?
3: Oh, wow. Um, I want to say, like, more than like three decades ago I feel like that's a that's a long time yeah um it's just always been a, tra- a tradition our coach coach yeah. Thiel, she's mm-hmm. she was on the team like a uh-huh. while ago and um she always talks about the certain traditions that her team used to do and we've kind of like carried that over like that same thing like we want the same feeling that every other team every other winning team has had and we just want to do that for our yeah. team
1: also, like the blue and gold um, tape on our stick that started this year. Okay. Oh, right. So, like, we were having a difficult um, season at first, but we look mm-hmm. at the tape on our stick and we like remember what the what we're playing for and all the hard work. We say like yeah. stick together, <laughs> get it, cause like.
3: Oh yeah, our cause like. Uh,
0: yes, the <laughs> the okay? so, yeah. Are those traditions something Coach Hoover encourages that like, brings you guys closer as a team?
3: Both of the coaches, yeah. all the coaches do, and. Um, <clears throat> it's brings a sense of like camaraderie between us all we all wear like the same ribbons every game and we collect them after every game and it's just kind of like a reminder like wins and losses we're always like there together
0: yeah and everybody's on board no matter (laughs) win or lose and that's that's the spirit truly but going back to coach hoover from the first day of tryouts he has been a no nonsense coach obviously he said he makes you run a lot sadly he makes you run a lot how has he had an impact on each of you throughout your career
3: um So, Coach Hoover has always been, like, a sense of, like, he's, like, a father figure towards us (laughs) all. He all, like, wants us to succeed, and sometimes, like, with the running and stuff, he he does it for a reason. It's not just running for nonsense. It's always he knows that it's going to make us, like, a better player. And, like, me specifically, he's always been there to kind of, like, pick me up when I feel like, there's no way to come back from something. He'll always have like words of wisdom that he gives like during halftime. Like we just have to like stick together and like play as a team and we're playing for ourselves. Like a win is for us. We don't care about who we're playing. Everything, like the game is about us. It's not about the other team.
1: Yeah, I agree with Alexa. um, Hoover is a father figure to all of us. We can always go to him if we need help or anything. And especially, um, well, every season, after we have a difficult game, he always has, like, a bagel practice (laughs) or an apple practice where he, like, gets us food. So that's really nice.
4: (laughs) Like... Going off what they're saying, he is a very tough coach, but he will always remind you that he yells at you because he wants you to get better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the, he doesn't yell at you because he's mad; he wants you <clears throat> to get better because he knows what you're capable of.
0: What are some of the things he has taught you that you'll take with you off the field
4: oh, as a person? A good... Just to, like never stop. Like no matter like yeah. if something's hard, it's hard for a reason. Like you're gonna learn from it. You're gonna keep going, and you're gonna just get better. Um, also,
1: to learn from your mistakes. Mistakes are yeah. gonna happen, so you just have to push through and get through it, yeah.
0: And my last question, before we get into our little game, explain what field hockey has meant to the three of you over your time as a Bruin.
4: Um, um, so, go, yeah. clearly, it's brought us, like, friends. We're, like, gonna be best friends <laughs> <Yeah>. for life. <laughs> like, I met them freshman year, and, like, we've been, like, sisters ever since. Please, I'm gonna yeah, it, right?
1: I'd say we are inseparable, the whole team. We're always together. Yeah. We're always looking out for each other.
3: Yeah. Like, what both, <laughs> both of them have been saying, field hockey is the reason why we're very best friends. And I feel like if I were to play, like, any other sport, any of us, if we didn't play field hockey, we wouldn't be where we are, like, today. Like, it shaped us as, like, an athlete and, like, a person and friends, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Thanks for All right.
0: field hockey. So, now... <laughs> Now we're gonna get into our little game. It's our most, yeah. it's our, it's our most likely to game out of the three of you. You guys are gonna debate or argue whatever it is, and just tell me
3: <laughs> which yes.
0: which one of you are most likely to do the thing that I so, tell you? Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. So our first thing, most likely to trip and fall on the field.
4: One, two, three. Abby. Abby. <laughs> Abby. That, that was an yeah, honor I honor fall
1: obviously. a lot.
3: There was like, there was like a game where the ref was like, "Is she okay? Like she's
1: always yeah. falling." Hoover, Hoover asked if I had a problem. Longing, <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
0: no. I've heard a lot of stories. So <laughs> me, put, me, me putting that one down, I knew I knew you were going to be the answer. Most likely to get screamed at by Coach Hoover.
1: One, two, three. Dime. Diana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> are you serious? You seem like, you're so nice and like, chill. Uh, Why would a coach want to scream I don't
1: know. It's more out of like love um, and like
0: trying well, to be funny. So he's yeah. like annoying he's,
3: with
1: it. Yeah. He has a lot of nicknames for her.
0: Yeah. Most likely to miss a wide open goal.
3: One, two, three. Abby. Are you right, these, yeah.
0: these are getting more... I thought these yeah. were more predictable than I thought, <laughs> I, thought I thought you guys were no, gonna that actually no. happened
3: freshman year and we joke about but it all the time I regret that so
0: <laughs> much <laughs> on the other side most likely to score the game winning goal in the Nassau County Championship I don't no that's a hard one this? most likely to be the hero
4: I want to say Dana oh, so badly. I I to, I'm yeah. gonna say Abby on this oh, one. I'm gonna okay. say Alexa like, on this one. She's like a unsung hero, Abby. She's always uh-huh. there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. would say I Alexa.
1: To. You're always all over the field. You're everywhere. Maybe that's you're, wolf. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's a preview of yeah. things to come, perhaps. <laughs> uh, most likely to play Taylor Swift during the pregame.
4: Alexa, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa.
3: For sure. Big Taylor Swift fan. Big the, big, yeah, the, big, Taylor Swift the biggest fan. in
0: bolden, perhaps.
3: I don't know, Leslie and we
0: <laughs> Most likely to get a red card for talking back at the referee. Oh. I have experience, so...
3: Okay, one, two, three. Me. Alex? Are you serious? I don't know. No, I don't think anything. No, like really. we, we all know not to talk
0: back to the refs. I,
3: <laughs> I just get very passionate <laughs> during the game.
0: That, that's what I was like. Not, to okay, yeah, about. Not, to get,
3: not to get a red card. I feel like that's pretty extreme.
4: No. I did get I, a yellow card, This, but that's it. That's it. Five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes, two minutes. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I don't
3: think... We're all pretty Either nice. you, oh, oh, we're all very oh. nice. I'll put I'll put it as the a three way tie. Buddy. I'll
0: give you guys a three way tie on that one. Okay. Most likely to forget their uniform at home.
1: One, two, three, Abby. Abby. I've done, done it three times. This three season. times. I've had to drive home and get it. Were there yeah. any
0: consequences?
1: No, it, they were all they all happened to be home games, so <laughs> we had time. But Abby pulls it off. I got it.
3: And our
0: last <laughs> one, most likely to quit the team after Hell Week. Oh. <laughs>
4: No. Me? I, see, I almost I did it. <laughs> I went home crying. That
1: we we, all,
0: I we all joke
1: about we always, walking off and leaving. <laughs> but the day <laughs> that
4: it's
3: over... It's like, wow, it's like, you're proud of work. yourself. Because
0: yeah. you actually got go through. through it. Yeah. Do a lot of girls quit after? No, no not at no. all. They all stick through it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: We always push them through until, like, it's all worth it. Like, after Hell Week is done, Yeah, like we said it. before,
1: we're all there for each other. So <clears throat> we're, we're all not. going
3: through it. You yeah. all have to do it eventually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, look, last thing. Is there anything you guys would like to say to listeners? Anything. This is your This is your I Just say,
3: come to our game, because this oh, is... Yeah. Come to
4: our game. We hope we that hope you came, you came, to, came to, the game to our county championship and watched game. us win and keep listening to these podcasts. That,
0: that's what I like to hear.
4: Um,
0: <laughs> but, nevertheless, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you
4: for
1: I,
0: having us. I don't consider this an interview, it's more like a conversation. I appreciate it. Yes, it was it. very fun. All right. Thank you again to that amazing trio for joining me on the show. If it wasn't obvious already, this interview did take place the Thursday before the Nassau County Championship game. It is now Monday, and if you weren't listening earlier in the show, Massapequa did beat Baldwin 2-0 in the Nassau County Championship game. Unfortunately, the girls couldn't get it done, but we have to commend them for everything they've done this season. They faced a lot of adversity, and they picked their head up, they dusted themselves off, and they got back to the championship game. Shout out to Coach Hoover, Coach Theo, the captains, the whole team, the managers, Mia Perison, Leslie Carbajal. You all did great this season. And three championship appearances in four years, that is something to be proud of. But now, we shift gears to the podster of the week. Tyler, who will you be highlighting this week for their performances over the last week in Baldwin Bruins
2: Athletics? Now to talk about Podstar of the Week. Many of you guys probably haven't heard about this game because it was a playoff game, but Girls Varsity Field Hockey, man. Girls Varsity Field Hockey. Dana Elcock, did you guys hear about this yet? She scored the game-winning goal in double overtime against Port Washington in the semifinals. The semifinals, what more can you really ask for? Dana really solidified their spot in the finals. And I know, I know it was a team effort, but I'm very fond of Dana Elcock. So I'm giving her all the credit. Yes, I'm talking all the credit. Dana Elcock is our Pod Star of the Week. Congratulations to her.
0: Thank you, Tyler, for that. And congrats to Dana Elcock on winning Pod Star of the Week. Your performances in both the semifinal and Nassau County Championship game was truly something to marvel at. But now we move to our Intramural Night coverage. If you've been listening to the show throughout the first couple, nine weeks or so, you guys would know that Intramural Night probably isn't something that we should cover. But if you really knew the history behind it, you will know that Intramural Night is crucial to cover on this podcast for a variety of reasons. Thanks to this year's Mistress of Ceremonies, Megan Doyle, I was able to receive insight and the background of what Intramural Night really is. It goes as follows. Intramural Night is a very special evening because it is the culmination of a nine-week-long program that is entirely ran by student leadership. And it is also the beginning of Baldwin's time-honored Blue and Gold Sports Week tradition. Tonight you will see aerobic, stunts, and dance routines that have been choreographed entirely by student leaders. You will also find out who the leadership of Sports Night 2020 will be. Sports Week began in 1928 under the direction of Ethel T. Coldberg. In 1964, Marie J. Jensen assumed the leadership of the Sports Night and Intramural Night programs and held position for 25 years. Miss Bonnie Brooke was the leader from 1995 to 2003, and since then, it has been under the direction of Miss Meredith Healy Kurtz. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, the history of things such as Intramural Night and Sports Night came from the fact that females simply did not have enough opportunity when it came to athletics. And with people such as Ethel T. Kloberg, who served as a pioneer for females in athletics, Sports Night Intramural Night not only gave females the chance to express what they can do athletically, but rather singing and dancing-wise as well. And that is why Tyler and I believe that it's something that should be covered on this podcast. And that is why we are doing this today. And to do that, we decided to bring in a captain from this year, she is an aerobics captain, she has been part of Intramural Night for a while, she has been part of Sports Night for a while as well, it is Miss Lexi Lund. She'll be joining me in a little bit in the studio to talk about Intramural Night, what she went through in the Hazen and Loses captain, why it is so special to females, and why I would want my daughter to join such a program. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now I am joined by the aerobics captain of Intramural Night 2019, it is Miss Lexi Lund. Lexi, how are you today?
5: I'm good.
0: All right, so before we get into what happened last Saturday, some people may not be aware of how much work goes into Intramural Night. Can you give the listeners further insight on what Intramural Night is and how much time and effort is put into it?
5: So Intramural Night is like a competition based on grade. So it's, you do aerobics, stunts, and dance, and me and Danielle were the aerobics captain. And we got chosen last school year, around like June, May. And then ever since then, we've been coming up with the theme, coming up with the moves and the music. So it's like a big process.
0: How much time do you sacrifice into something like this?
5: Well, like the whole summer, we were like going back and forth. We had to pick a theme first, and then we had to pick out like appropriate music and like cut the music. And then we had to come up with the move. So it was like a, we hung out like a few times at each of our houses for like a few, like hours.
0: And clearly that paid off because I believe last Saturday you guys did did win intramural night. Yes. If I'm correct, the seniors won cooperation and stunts, mm-hmm. tied in dance and took second in aerobics. How did it feel to take the win after so many weeks of preparation?
5: It was great because it was like your senior year, like it's your last year and it all pays off. And it's like ever since we were freshmen, we were like dreaming of being seniors, like the seniors that win and like just everything about it so it was like the best
0: and obviously this win wouldn't have happened if it weren't for captains like you can you describe for me how it feels to be the leader that the aerobics girls rely upon
5: it was like I I love being captain because like I made the me and Danny made the routine so like you feel like this sort of like responsibility and like like you created that like you're like you helped make that happen and like all the girls that did it too like they're a huge part of it but like being able to like be captain and like really put my ideas into it is what like made it amazing.
0: Were there times where like the girls would get down on themselves cuz they wouldn't you know know the routine?
5: Um no one really got down on themselves but like a few girls like it takes uh, like it takes some people longer to learn different things. So like s- for certain parts you have to like go in depth but like no one really got down on themselves just like
0: Did you have any leadership methods that you would use to, like, get the girls together, get them hype, or whatever it is?
5: We would give them candy. (laughs) Candy? (laughs) Like, if they... Because it's all about being peppy and smiling and, like, being happy. So, it'd be, like, if if every single person smiles, like, you know, like, we'll give you this or, like, whatever. But, like, it was really, like, just about having fun. So, we really, like, instilled that. Like, just as long as you have fun and, like, do it how... Like, make it what you want, then, like, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, but... It is a lot. So how did it feel coming home after those long practices and tired after all the dancing and screaming when you still have schoolwork (laughs) to do?
5: Um, That was, like, one of the downsides of it, because, like, you do, you spend, like, two hours at the high school, you're teaching it, and, like, sometimes it does get frustrating, like, trying to, like, teach that and, like, execute your idea and then coming home and having, like, a bunch of schoolwork to do and still having to do that. But it all pays off in the end, so...
0: Yeah, and I know you weren't the only aerobics captain. The second one was Daniel Barba. Yeah. How was that relationship impacted the captain you have been this season?
5: Well, ever since we were younger, me and Danny have been very close. So being to work together, I feel like we made it the best possible that we could because both of us, like, work so well together. And I wouldn't, like, ask for anyone. Like, her, she, me and her were, like, the best combination. Like, I wouldn't ask for anyone else to do it with.
0: Are you, did you guys Do you guys usually butt heads on things a lot? Or is it always like you guys are bouncing no. ideas off each other and trying to get the best out of the team?
5: We always bounce ideas. We never, like, clashed ideas or anything. Everything that one of us said, we're like, oh, my God, that's, like, a great idea. Like, I love that. So we have, like, similar, like, taste and everything. So we worked really well together. And
0: I know in past years, sophomore and junior year, you were stunts captain. Yes. But what <laughs> made you want to be aerobics captain this year?
5: Um. Well, I love stunts, but... Aerobics. I've always, like, wanted to do that. It's always been, like, my dream to make that routine. And especially because junior year, I was feature choreography for Blue. So that, we make moves. And ever since that, I've just loved making the moves. So that's why I was like, I think I should do it. And I was also featured with Danielle. So, like, we should so do it together. So that's what, like, really made us want to do it this year. And yep. it was our last year, so.
0: And the days coming down and I there's a lot of pressure on the girls, especially the captains, to get everything together. Can you describe for me how... It feels nights before when you're trying to, you know, get everything right for the team and right for the night of.
5: It's stressful just because we had so much to do. We had to, the seniors got costumes, so we had to cut everyone's shirt. We cut like lines in the back and that took like a while. And we just got the shirts like the day before. So we had all that night to like cut like 30 something shirts. And me and Danielle had our own separate costumes. So we had to buy those. We had to like fix all of it and also like make the little tweaks like to the routine so we had to text them be like remember this remember to smile remember here it's like this not that so we had to really like clean it up like in those last few days
0: and how satisfying did it feel when you guys got off the court you would say after your performance
5: it was because i knew that was the best we've ever performed it because like you could kind of feel like the energy like everyone was happy everyone was smiling and like that's what really matters and it was just like the most rewarding feeling because I feel like we really like executed it well
0: you ever realize like the impact you might have on the girls because you are you are a captain after all you know these girls wouldn't have the steps down some of the most of the night wouldn't be done without people like you so do you ever take credit for that or ever sit back and realize like man i worked hard and it's paid off and all that
5: um yeah i mean i never really like thought about like oh like i'm the reason why it happened but like I love, like, the fact that, like, we got to add our own, like, twist to it, so that's what really, like, made me happy, and, like, at the end of the day, like, I was like, we really did that, like, we made all that happen, and it was, like, great.
0: And now, after intramural night, we move to sports night now.
5: Yes. (laughs) What
0: about being a senior this year will separate it from your past three years?
5: Well, it's the last year, so every year everyone talks about it, like, oh, this has to be the best, like, we have to do this, we have to do that, and it is, like, pressure to kind of make it the best for everyone, but it's, like... I want to enjoy it because it is the last year, the last time I'll ever do it. So, I'm just looking forward to it and all my friends that I'm with.
0: Is there anything you're looking forward to the most?
5: Um, nothing in particular. Probably just, like, seeing all my friends. All of us have, like, leadership positions in it. So, like, seeing us all, like, making it and se- making it all to come together is probably, like, the best part.
0: And can you tell me why somebody's or why my daughter would have to take place we will have to participate in sports night
5: okay there's a lot <laughs> yeah, but, no, i'm here um, for it i'm here for it so you make so many friends first yeah, of all no like my freshman fact. year there's so many people that i became friends with my freshman year that i probably wouldn't have crossed paths with if it wasn't for sports night and they're some of my best friends like to today and like the memories you make for sports site like are like unforgettable like we always bring it up like no matter what time of year we're like oh do you remember when this happened or this happened and it's like You'll never forget anything that happens during sports night and it's just like the best feeling, like the most rewarding, and like the night of too. It's like magical. It's like everyone calls it sports night magic. Like you just like get like this adrenaline and like everyone's happy and like you kind of forget about everything for a while and it's just like that
0: are you ready for the spirit days and all the yes. long and getting screamed at sometimes are you, are you ready for all of it i mean yeah.
5: spirit days are the best part because you get to dress up like crazy and like everyone looks at you in the hallways like what is she wearing but like just showing the spirit for your team and like just going all out is like the best part of it
0: what team you want to year? blue blue you're hoping for a btv again yes is this the first time you've been on blue
5: second
0: second yes Damn. so hopefully we hope for the best can you describe your experience with intramural night and sports night in one word
5: amazing amazing yes. all right <laughs> thank you
0: thank you for being on the show i appreciate it i'm looking forward to see what you do in sports tonight as a leader and all that just thank you right. for upcoming events balden will have two playoff games this week Girls Varsity Volleyball will take on the six-seeded Oceanside Sailors on November 6th at 4.30pm at Baldwin High School. The girls will go in as the number three seed in the Nassau AA playoffs. And while no official playoff game has been announced, Baldwin Boys Varsity Football will have their first-round playoff game on Saturday, November 9th against a to-be-announced opponent. Likely opponents include Oceanside or
2: Freeport. Thank you for joining us on the stacked eighth episode of the Bolden Bruins Sports Podcast. Next week, we will have girls varsity tennis coach, Coach Jarmel, as well as boys varsity football wide receiver, Isaiah Place, in the studio to talk about their respective seasons. Coach Jarmel will sit down with me to discuss what there is to look forward to after a successful season that saw multiple players make it to the postseason. And Isaiah Place joins me to talk about his season, what it's like being Bolden's number one receiver, what he needs to improve on for the playoffs, and much, much more.
0: Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Baldwin Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.